0: stuff from the API. live.
1: Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I'm here with the fun gang. I'm Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter helping demystify cybersecurity careers for the month of October. We are in day number 29. I think I've done 30-something live streams already, which is nutso. Here with my two favorite CISOs. First and foremost, Naomi Buckwalters. Say hi to everybody. Hey,
0: everyone. What's up?
1: (laughs) Naomi. Naomi. Oh, gosh. And my second, he's coming in. Oh, no, Renee, you're on mute.
2: Renee, you're on mute. So do I need to introduce myself? You have to introduce yourself.
1: (laughs) My second brother from another mother, James. I am like, he's coming in as like a number two. James
0: Azar. Yes. What's up,
2: y'all? What is up? You know, Halloween's on Saturday, right? Like, so I'm curious to know, if you had to interview on Halloween, would you show up to your job interview in a costume?
1: I feel like uh why not? Paint face painted, you know, really gives you gives a vibe of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Or you could come with can well, I guess it's all virtual. I was gonna say come come with little baggies of candy, you know, get people kind of shook it up.
0: <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't a pandemic, then yeah, you should show off a little bit about your character, but don't go crazy. Don't dress up as like it from the clown from <laughs> it. Like don't do that. But well, it's a Saturday. So Who's interviewing on Saturday? That's a good point. Uh, yeah.
1: All right. Some people are chiming in already. Morning.
2: Morning, morning, morning.
1: Sepper. Morning, Danielle. Danielle. Danielle's always here. I love Danielle.
2: Morning, Nora.
1: Nora. People that are always here. <laughs> Sepper says, I'll be a ghost and never show up. Oh,
0: that's clever.
2: <laughs> that is very that is uh, that is very clever.
1: Ghosting. Funny and just message the person. That is hilarious. So we have a couple things to talk about, and we are going to be shorter than usual this time because we all have to run. BB says hi. Hey, BB, these are all our cool people that come all the time. Um, Naomi had this super cool. She did some fun stuff this week. She's like the LinkedIn queen of polls. So Naomi created this poll. There's with- an
2: aspect to that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm wondering if Naomi did like a presidential poll. We might get actual results, right? <laughs> like we might get some true feeling as to what's going to happen on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I know, I know. You're the queen of polls. You're getting the, the truth from people. I want to know the real deal. Um, so Naomi did too, uh, Did a poll about what did you do a poll about Naomi?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was just you know a question for all of you if you're a new person in trying to break into cybersecurity, what's the number one thing you need to have? Is it a cert of any kind? Is it any work experience? Is it a home lab or is it social media presence? Like our friends Renee and James have here. So out of the four, what do you think? What do you guys think was the number one choice? I voted home lab. Yeah, that's what I voted too. James, what did you vote? You see my poll?
2: Um, I did see the poll and I forgot what I voted, but I'm pretty sure it was Homelab.
0: Yeah, it's funny. And I'm breaking breaking down the data right now using the Voyager API. LinkedIn has a secret API. It uh, dumps everything in JSON. So I'm manipulating the data right now and I can pull out the types of people who have responded. So I am now categorizing the data by the responder type, which is by seniority and industry. So I'm trying to figure out like how long they've been in this and how long yeah you know, by age do you think it has something to do does that correlate with the, the response so i'm looking into that right now but the, the answer I'm is certs. right now the leading the leader is certs you need to have more more people agree that you should have certs uh than home labs it's close it was like 37 to 35 or something like that but wow. more people think certs is more important which is which is surprising honestly because you, all three of us here have voted home labs right like you would think, Experience Trump's just book knowledge.
2: Well, I mean, yes. Well, one, one second, Trump. guys.
1: Is there, Um, somebody said there's an echo. Do you still hear the echo? I don't hear it. I don't have it either. I don't hear it either. So maybe it's, um, Nora, maybe it's your situation. Go ahead, James. Sorry.
2: So so let's talk a little bit about that whole idea of what a home lab means, right? Like a home lab means that you're passionate about security, right? Right. You don't just have your Xfinity router or your AT and router in your kind of. It, it talks about how how you view security in your personal life, and it also talks about your your not only just your passion but also like the stuff that you're competent on right so like if you're spooling up servers in your home if you're you know you've got mesh systems and you hardwire everything and you've got five six different wi-fi networks because you know you've got your you know someone likes to have a smart home and you've got just a network for your smart devices and and, and so forth that tells a lot about a person
0: yeah
1: and that's what i i mean i, I, I voted that because a you know ditto to what james said and B, that's what every CISO says. Like every leader that's on this show says, home lab, passion, t- you know, ditto to, J- to James, home lab e- equals passion. Home lab means you're doing um, you're doing the work. You're actually this is how you get your experience. And we all know experience trumps everything else, right? Oh
0: yeah. So but James but, but- is right. I mean, like it depends on the quality of your home lab too. just like the quality of your certs, I guess, like if you're I don't want to knock on like CH, but if you're just getting a CEH and nothing else, um, you know, there's some quality of certs that are just going to be better. Same with home labs. If you're just going to be like James said, just going to have like the one router with no subnets, nothing else, nothing really uh, extravagant there, no virtual machines, nothing like that, then it's not going to be that impressive and people are going to notice. J.J. says, I would say social media presence because,
1: uh, as you can show, you have been doing in your home lab and studies digital CV. Got to broadcast this passion and ability. I like that, J.J.
2: J.J.'s beard gives them special powers. <laughs>
1: home lab. can't look like you, sir.
2: Um, <laughs> the beard um, his, and the
1: muscles. <laughs> the,
2: the beard, the muscles, and then the the hoodie covering the head.
1: And everything. I else. Mean,
2: I don't know if he like. I don't know if he was like a uh, like uh, on a cast call for like a hacker on a TV show, and they were like, "We need a beard <laughs> and a hoodie." Um,
1: exactly. <laughs> He's body's <probably> gonna <laughs> have about, like, Everything else run? is gonna be dark. It's all gonna right. Be dark. Uh, jokes. Roger says, yay, open curtains. Yes, open curtains today. <laughs> it's a whole running thing about these curtains back here.
2: So, so hang on. I want to challenge something that JJ said, and, and I'm dying to hear what Naomi has to say about this. I'm very wary of showing my lab, my home lab on camera.
0: Well, no, I don't think that's what he's saying. He says social media presence. Just talk about the things that you've done, but you don't have to like yeah. Show your public IP address. No, like, as you can show different. what you have
2: done. Uh, no, look, look at what, look at the second part. As you can show what you have been doing in your home lab and studies. So, like in social media, you show what you're doing. I mean, I'm all for showing capabilities. Like, I feel like social media presence, like blogging or or going on 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 podcast or, um, just you know, having an opinion and sticking to your opinion and following through with it matters um you know but but a home lab to me is like showing your soccer your fusion center right it's like letting people bring in a phone to your like soccer fusion center like you know no phones allowed you know kind of
0: i think you could be more high level than that you can you don't have to go into detail of have every little switch yeah i
2: mean point. i mean you're you're right i just like to play the devil's advocate no
0: i guess yeah let's have some conflict on the show hell yeah um mm-hmm. so right. i agree with big people- here. like i think the more you share the more people can learn from you i think that's his point it's Use your social media presence. Use your influence, whatever kind you have. And you can do it as a new person, too. Just tell people how you got in or tell people the things you're studying. Like, anyone can do this. It's actually not hard. Or
2: just build an anonymous um, character. Like, give yourself an alias. Like, if you always wanted your name to be Dylan, then make yourself, like, Dylan something. And, you know, no one will know it's you. Wear a mask and a hat.
1: And then you have to also... Put the shades on like how Chris does in our little logo up here in the uh-huh. hat and scarf and be um, an enigma. You're
0: right. Chris is very mysterious. I think he it's is. part of his character for
1: sure. Behind, he's behind the curtains. All right. Oni says, I kind of think the certs is uh, usually to move beyond the HR stage, but you get actual experience from
0: home labs and CTF challenges.
2: Agree.
1: Agree to.
0: Yeah, CERTS is just book knowledge, honestly. I mean, unless you're doing OSCP, but then you're really just hacking five boxes. Like, are you also fixing them? I don't know. I've never done OSCP. Is that part of it?
1: I'm Recommendation
0: really, by remediation?
1: I'm really curious about um, Naomi, who, who said what? So when mm-hmm. you get those results, I you guys are back. Um, call next, people out next week. Hint, hint. Oh, well, we're back together again next Thursday. (laughs) You know, we got to come come with the the stats because I'm real curious about, I feel like the leaders are saying the, the um, home lab and then the other, and then like the people who don't know are saying search. I'm I'm really curious about that.
2: So, so I'll tell you something. Um, There are people who go into cyber who don't have technical backgrounds, right? They're just, they can't code. They don't know how to spool a server. And so when we say a home lab trumps certs, we're talking about technical roles. If you're coming for a GRC role, I don't really care about your home lab. like Because if you're not technical and you're coming from a governance background or a risk background, you're coming more from from that place, I I don't know how, how relevant it is to have a home lab.
0: Oh, there's crossover. You know, how are you gonna tell somebody how to comply with something if you don't know what the architecture looks like? Like True. at some level you have to know what the person is doing. So and and you gotta work as a team. So
2: no, I, and 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 you're you're absolutely right. I just feel like the um and again, it's it's it's, it's there's different thought processes based on different roles, right? If you're hiring a, a, a you know, a red team or a blue team or a purple team or or, or a CTI person you're going to want to know more about their home lab and their home hygiene and so forth. Then there's other roles where you go, okay, do you have the basic technical knowledge um, and you know what kind of home lab, but then does that home lab really, is it as big of a factor as let's say, for example, if you're hiring a red team or if you're hiring someone to do risk? Yeah. Good point. Yeah.
1: Lincoln says some starts are very hands-on not the certs I've done. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, the, not the ones not I've ones attempted to JJ says, Craig Evans is a perfect example of a great approach to breaking into cybersecurity. Flawless execution. He is absolutely right. So I don't know if you all have heard of or seen Craig Evans. Um, Craig is in the UK. He broke into cybersecurity. He was actually working at Krispy Kreme. So he was a manager at Krispy Kreme. And then started studying, did the home lab, tinkered, all that good stuff, and then broke into security. And he was on with us about a week and a half ago um, sharing how he did it. So awesome, flawless execution. I agree. Roger says, the hoodie, do not forget the hoodie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I always ask people, what's your favorite hoodie? Do you have a favorite hoodie? I have favorite hoodie, yeah. What's your favorite hoodie?
0: Uh, I got one from contrast security. Shout out to those guys. They sent me a free hoodie. I will wear anything that's free.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Renee.
1: Mine is a, and I'll wear it next time. I used to work at this high school and these kids created a brand and I bought this hoodie from them like 10 years ago and it is awesome. And I still wear it. And I can't, I can't even remember what the name is on the back of the brand, but that's my favorite one. What about
2: you, James? What about you? My, my, uh, I, I'm like Naomi. If you send me free stuff, I'll wear it. Yeah. Um, so I got a Wounded Warrior um, hoodie. Nice. Oh, nice.
1: And and, and if
2: you watch like all, a lot of my old podcasts during the winter, when like people would come to my house, I'd wear my Wounded Warrior hoodie, especially in the cold. <laughs> yeah, hoodies
0: have to be black, JJ. You're right. Are there any other
2: kinds yeah. of hoodies? I have, a- gray, I
0: have a gray, like a charcoal gray. Dark gray. Yeah, that's
2: dark gray. <laughs> charcoal gray.
0: Yeah. Charcoal yeah. gray. My,
1: mine's dark. I mean, it's, it's burgundy.
2: Yeah. That shows you like have Burgundy.
1: Out.
0: Is it what? It shows you have personality if it's not just black. It's like JJ's <laughs> yeah. beard's color. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle says JJ Davy, Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot. Yes. Uh, Roger says I'm not technical, but I enjoy working with people and believe uh, cybersecurity to be, to be very important.
2: We need everyone in cybersecurity. We need technical and non-technical. We need so many people. Cyber is beyond, um, beyond um, t- technical. Not to dismiss the technical aspect of cyber, which is extremely important and is the foundation of cyber. But beyond that, you know, you need the people who who are able to. Um, who are good at data analytics and are able to to build out data lakes and, and use the cyber data to really give you some good stuff as well. So we need critical thinkers in cyber.
0: Oh, yeah. I and mean, happily, I'm seeing that there's no like tiers in cybersecurity. There used to be where it's like the technical folks are like more elite or elite uh, and then, like GRC folks would be on the back end of that and be like, "Yeah," but I don't see that as much. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? It's like everyone's kind of equal now and equality. What long. have
2: we socialized? Mm-hmm. Cyber? No,
0: I, can't we're be. We're getting there. We yeah. are getting there.
2: Can't be. Cyber should always be capitalist. You know what? You know how cyber's <laughs> still capitalist because you and I still get free shit in the mail and no one else does, right? That's how you and know cyber's true. still capitalist. Uh, and what you're talking to- about is team foundation, and that's teamwork. <laughs> and in teamwork, no one's above the other.
0: That's right. And it's everyone's
1: really sharing helpful. up their their hoodies. So Roger has a gray hoodie.
2: Okay, nice. Hey, Tyrone, who's
1: Ignorant. who has the Star Wars hoodie? That sounds cool. I you know what? You know who
2: has the most Star Wars stuff is Gary, Gary Like That guy, Hayslip. like his <laughs> and yeah, like everything is Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Gary that's is,
2: probably him. Um, that might be him. You never know. <laughs> like anonymously going, like my Star Wars hoodie. The, the best. User.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: the LinkedIn users. Like, I don't want people to know that like, I wear like Star Wars hoodie.
1: Everyone know it's all over. I love Gary Hayeslip. Oh my god, he is my favorite. Okay, he's not my favorite. C- you guys are my favorite new sea cells. <laughs> my favorite. One. <laughs> I have so many favorite c cells. It's tough. It's hard. Um, BB says, I have a black uni K-Q-L-O hoodie. It's the coziest. Ooh, that sounds fun. Tyrone's hoodie, any hoodie that's a zip up instead of a pullover. I 100% agree. I'm not pulling anything over my head. Um, We need positive people who are fully committed to guarding critical infrastructure.
3: Layton yes, we said, do.
1: I think that is Leighton. Leighton has-, well said, well said. <laughs> has the Star Wars hoodie that beats Gary's. That's funny. <laughs> Layton is one of my recruiter buddies. I don't know if you know him. We will have to get him on here one day again. And Danielle says, I'm looking into a Captain Marvel hoodie.
2: It's so funny how a hoodie drives people, right? Like what if you told someone like show for a job interview? Like I'd love to see Naomi say, hey, um, our job interviews is you got to wear your hoodie and like your favorite pair of jeans.
1: (laughs) People would show out. Pull over hoodies, mess up JJ's beard. And they mess yeah, up but zip-up could them.
2: catch your beard. Like, what hurts most, messing up your beard or catching your beard with the zipper? Right. Like, a really I'm, I'm Mediterranean. Like, I can't wear zip-up hoodies. Like, I am I got a hairy chest. Like, that would never work for me. Like, my top of me would get so Wait a up. minute. You're naked underneath the hoodie.
0: Oh. TMI, TMI, of course. TMI, TMI.
2: Like, who wears a t-shirt <laughs> under a hoodie? What's the point? Dude. <laughs> Should we have the discussion of do you wear this a t-shirt is a lot under going a on right
1: now? This is a lot. <laughs> Joshua says I have a Marine Corps hoodie. That's about it.
2: Semper fi.
1: <laughs> Layton is in hiding, and Layton is hiding. He's hiding under all those job openings that we can't, we still can't fill. Um, okay, BB has the hood, the zip ups. Um, somebody says, "Yay, my favorite cyber celebs!" Yay. G- BB wants a jean and hoodie interview.
2: Yes, I'm telling you, it works. Um, it takes away all the 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 nervousness of interviewing. Like we want to talk about resumes, but but you know, interviewing is just as important as resumes, right? Like a casual interview is just as important as a casual, you know, everything else.
1: They go to they're like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's all it's all it all goes together. You have the resume first, you got the interview. Sometimes the interview comes before the resume, to James's point. It's casual when you're doing all these volunteer opportunities that people have been talking about recently. What's interesting, what I've learned this week in particular, or probably the the last two weeks or so of having people on daily, is that everyone that has come on within the past couple of weeks, they ended up getting their opportunity or gaining their experience from volunteering at organizations. So all of the, you know, we talk about the home lab, we talk about these various things, but a lot of them, they were able to build a network, you know, understand more about security by volunteering at either, you know, women in cyber or uh, there was a young lady who was at um, one of the ISSA conferences and kind of got thrown in um, to the conference to talk about to to learn and just volunteer <laughs> and then that's how she learned more about security and then she went back she had a history degree decided that she wanted to get into security and took it from there so that's been a really cool um,
2: yeah volunteer at events like volunteer at events I got a message um, and and it was a very interesting LinkedIn message and I'm not gonna say the person's name I don't want to I don't want to put them um, out there right like. When people message me asking for help, I don't want to. I don't want to call them out, but it's, it's it was a very interesting message because it essentially um, well, what he said was, I've got a bachelor's, I get my master's in cyber, and I'm trying to get a job, but every job requires experience. But I can't like I've got the 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 paperwork right, but everyone goes, you're either overqualified for an entry level job because you've got your master's, or or you're um, you're you're um, um, underqualified for management roles because you you don't have any experience in in doing anything else in cyber.
0: Hey, Chris is here. What up? Chris is here.
2: Hey, Chris, what's happening? Hey, we're matching today. You want me to go put on my sunglasses? We the
1: audacity to show up. <laughs> yeah, put your glasses that- on. We gotta all show up in black, so it's gonna be Black Thursdays. <laughs> I guess
3: Naomi missed the memo.
0: Yeah, I actually put on a real shirt. I ran out of sweatpants and stuff, so I'm actually wearing real clothes.
3: Who says it's in real clothes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but back to the point of getting experience, even within your own company, if it's a big enough company, you can probably go to your security team and say, hey, do you have any work for someone who just needs a little bit of experience? Give me all your grunt work, please. I can do it. And trust me, the security team will happily give you all the things that are like, yes, go ahead and take this off my plate. They will be happy to. And um, I spoke to someone who recently just got into cybersecurity doing the same thing. He had been doing help desk for a little bit, approached the CISO at the company, and fairly large company, maybe like 800 people. and And he said, hey, is there any room on your team? And the CISO, she said, no, but do you want an intern for us? Unpaid. You still have to do your regular job, but give me a couple hours a week, whatever it is. And he said yes. And then he did that for about six months, got a full time offer under the CISO and now is working full time on the security team. So he just made and I can tell you a lot of people do it this way. I did it this way. Also, I didn't intern, but I, I just studied and got a role. But if you are in a big enough company and they have a security team, that's definitely one way of getting experience. Don't look past that like Go out there and ask. You just have to ask. What's the worst thing they can say? No, totally. and that's exactly. A, how a,
2: many of us would be in a relationship if we were afraid to hear no? I, don't know, uh, okay. I guess. That, I guess for me and Chris, I guess for Chris and I, it'd be different. I mean, Naomi and Renee are probably like we said no all the time. <laughs> you, know, you know how long it took for us to say yes? It took a very long time for us to say yes it was dinner we no. <laughs> yeah. we're programmed yeah. to say no like a girl's first word is no a boy's no. first word is dad well
3: you'll tell you what maybe guys should say no more often especially <laughs> when we're security leaders because that's how we get in trouble um by trying to please everyone uh, so while we enable the business we have to manage the risks so Maybe not saying yes to all their smart ideas, but making sure that they understand the risks involved was um, yeah. a good way to go.
2: It's a it's a brilliant way to go. Um, but if we say if we say more, I think if we say more, um, I think that, that the challenge with yes and no is the whole concept of open ideas and discussion or. Um, shutting stuff down because I feel like if we say no a lot, then people are afraid to speak up and there has to be like that balance. Absolutely.
1: Comments, comments in here. <laughs> um, David Vaughn says someone, geez, Renee Small, I see how it is. David Vaughn we have to figure out how David
2: Vaughn it. is the LinkedIn user. That He's guy is shady. <laughs> he is so shady, David Vaughn. Shady David is what I like to call him. Shady so David.
1: Vaughn, this is what it is. This is what's happening. When we're on here and we're on StreamYard, um, you come up as LinkedIn user. You don't come up as David Vaughn. So that's why I say someone. Um, okay. Let's see. More comments. Roger. Galen was an example. Yes, Galen was the example. She she volunteered um, and then got into the new role. And she had the history major. She was awesome. And she was actually, I think she's speaking today at the ISSA conference down in um, North Carolina. And it was her first conference. She came on here. She was really nervous, but she rocked. She was awesome. Okay, um, Jose, I believe is pronounced. Mr. Francois. Remember Mr. Francois from last I, week?
2: I do remember Monsieur Francois. Yeah, Bonjour yeah. Monsieur Francois. Comment ça va?
1: <laughs> he says, comment hey guys. Bien, monsieur? <laughs> On a serious note, I am considering going out of school, getting certs, and jumping in the field now to build experience while going to school part time online instead. Right now, I'm going to school full time to use the GI Bill. What do you think?
3: Um,
2: so. Experts, for- so so i'm gonna weigh in on this because i've recorded like 16 episodes for veteran november which starts on sunday which is very very exciting um and i will say this you certs and getting experience are going to help you get in the door and you can continue to do school part-time under your gi bill and still succeed i'm all for doing that like i don't know naomi chris renee you may disagree with me but i'm all for for that that's just brilliant
0: Yeah,
1: and thanks for your service, Jose. Yes,
2: thank you, Mr. Francois. Monsieur Francois, Francois. s'il vous plaît.
1: My buddy, Tony Barnett is here today saying, interning while in school is the most effective way to go. Tony, so excited to see you. Uh,
3: So similar to what um, James was saying and what Tony is saying, yes, when you can combine working and education it's the best of both worlds. Because you now have the opportunity to put into play the concepts that you're learning. And the faster that you can take theory to practice, uh, it just sticks in the brain better. And you can better understand the rest of your learning because you're like, oh, this is how this relates to this. And these are the impacts that you have when you when you combine the different topics. So I'm all for that. I,
1: I'm with you. Um... We had a guest come on, gosh, his name is slipping my mind, but he was on Saturday or Sunday, and he is at Drexel University, and Drexel has this amazing program that I don't know why every university should be looking at Drexel and literally rinsing and repeating what they do. They put their students through co-ops. So he does six months of school, six months of a co-op, full time then six months of school, then six more months of a co-op. And he said that he was going to finish his um, his undergrad and his master's all at once. And f- he was on target to do it in about four years. He had about a year and a half of real world security experience through this co-op. And, I mean, he, he already had a year. He had a year and a half. I think by the time he gets out of school, he would have had two years experience. So... Um, internships, getting the 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 part time, all of that, amazing. So, LinkedIn user, duh, 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 Shady Davis, That's David, David <laughs> Shady David says, "Mr. Francois certs expire. A degree doesn't. Maintaining certification gets certifi- certifications gets expensive when you don't have an employer willing to pay for renewals and maintenance
3: fees." I I, I would challenge that and say that while degrees don't expire, they do age, and the materials that you learn within a degree can already be out of date by the time you're learning it because to develop a curriculum often takes three to four years to have that curriculum developed, approved, tested, um, to sh- make sure it meets, like, certain compliance and other standards. So that, that would be the, the, the thing there um and then don't forget there's the difference between theoretical and practical and most of the times your certifications um are half focused on theory and some on practice so they're usually most of the times have that practical experience built into the certification whereas most educational degrees don't have as much of that practical application in it. Some of the schools are changing. Um, for example, like I'm trying to integrate that practical experience in all the classes that I teach, um, but not a lot of the universities um, try to integrate that practice.
0: Spoken from you
1: know. the college prof- professor well, but,
2: but Chris, But Chris, you're absolutely right. I think most people don't understand how long it takes to update a college curriculum. So, Thanks. you know. I mean, the, the, you learn outdated stuff a lot of times.
0: Yeah, very, which is why true. they end up teaching that foundational stuff. Foundational, and then right. some people think that you can't get it other at other places. You're like, you have to go to college to get a foundation. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind yeah. of yes, you know. Okay, folks, more and more comments. David is not the
1: only shady one. So shady Layton and shady David. David said he's
2: still so, so shady. Uh, David
0: is. <laughs> Is an inside yeah. joke? Is it like something about wearing glasses or something? Or so no.
2: So if you don't know David Vaughn, David Vaughn's like a legend. Um, <laughs> this guy, like, like whenever I see him, I just want to salute and say "Yes, sir." Right? Like he's just he's a he's like he's like the ultimate American badass. He's nice. so good. He is.
1: just says "Rah rah!" like a Drexel dragon. <laughs> Drexel. <laughs> Drexel is awesome. I was like, I need to talk to somebody over there. I want to understand the program and help somebody else rinse and repeat. Um, Okay. So there's some comments up here that I want to start with first. IBM has great internships across the country and a close relative of mine just received an awesome full-time offer after a three-month internship. This is Layton, Shady Layton. Um, that's how I got my first job, too. I did an internship in college. They only hire from the internship pool, which is what Tony says. Many companies will only hire from their intern pool. And people don't understand, like, an internship, um, when you're done right through organizations, that's the pipeline. You uh-huh. hire a bunch of interns with the expectation to hire some full-time. So you don't have to go back out there and try to recruit. It makes it, like, super easy.
0: Um, Mr. Francois thanks us for our... Renee, are you seeing a lot of companies opening up internships to to mid-career professionals, just not students, not just students? Because Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a privileged thing at this point. Like if you can afford to go to college and not have to work to pay for it, you know, you don't have kids to take care of. And at the same time, you can take an internship because you have all the time in the world. But um, some of the applicants I talk to, they're they're really struggling. They have a full time job. They have kids at home. They're they're trying to study for a cert and do all these extra things, but they just don't have time. They can't do an internship. What would you say to them?
1: I 100%, you know, I have not seen a lot of companies doing non-traditional internships. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's definitely an opportunity there, though, to do, like, some kind of, like, additional part-time something so that you don't have to be, you know, a 21-year-old or whatever, and your parents <laughs> living with living with someone, like you said. Um, and, and I'm with you. I, my heart breaks for the people, the ones really that reach out to me, is that they're working at Target, they're working at Walmart, they have kids, they're doing that, you know, and they go to school, um, and then they can't get that opportunity um to be in some organization full-time so i have not seen anything like that but if people out here are seeing that let me know i know some of the apprenticeship programs um are helping um
2: well let's so let's address that real quick because because naomi brought up like that's why i love doing these with naomi she's such an out-of-the-box thinker right so covid um, obviously internship programs, uh, apprenticeships, all that stuff kind of really did change and it changed dramatically because of it, right? Some companies had to lay people off. They're not bringing anyone on. They don't want to bring on new recruits during COVID because they're afraid of, you know, what if someone comes with COVID? And so maybe it's time for us to reinvent what an apprenticeship or an internship is. Like, like you said, a lot of people have kids. They're trying to break into cyber, you know, by, um, by by studying while working a full-time job, maintaining a household, trying to support all of that. So what do we do? And so we have to reinvent maybe the idea of, you know, apprenticeship and internship to make it more accessible to people. Um, and that could be through maybe like a capture of the flag, like going to one of our vendors, you know, one of our preferred vendors, someone who we spend a lot of money with and leveraging that relationship to set something up, to let people work on something small small projects to gain some experience that you know they get some points for it
1: yeah i think that'd be great if it was stretched out over potentially over weekends or over evenings or something where you know it's little bits of experience um you know stretched out over a a course of time um i think i think it would be a fantastic idea
0: i think security vendors could play here too because I think security vendors could use a lot of help in a lot of areas, including things like usability, um, just testing their products, you know, getting feedback from users. A lot of the things they come out with sometimes are like, wow, this really did not hit what I needed at all. And why are you even trying to sell it to me? Um, So if they even had a pool of people that were thinking, can I bounce some ideas off of you guys? You know, you have book knowledge in this area why don't i try to use that somehow here's a product that i want to try to sell to the industry do you think it would be even helpful like more beta testing i think mm-hmm. is what i'm going for there there's absolutely like no reason why these vendor companies aren't doing this but i feel like they're they're coming out with these products and i'm just like oh, and i've seen so many of that are just awful
2: well they're half baked so they're what? coming up with a product that's half baked exactly. um and they want us um, to test it in a live environment, take uh-uh. risk. Nope. Um, sometimes they even want us to spend money, right? Or, or, or if we're not spending money, we're spending resources, which cost us money, right? And, um, and then it, it's it's not done right. I mean, this is where this is why I like to think like cybersecurity should be a community, right? And it's not CISO versus vendor or um, CISO versus you know CIO or like if we just understood that and, 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 and took all of our efforts and realized that cybersecurity is a team sport. And for us as CISOs to be, um, successful in our roles, we not only need a really good team and really smart people like smarter than us working for us, but we also need good partners as in vendors. Um, yeah and and our vendors should understand what problems can they solve beyond what they're selling
3: okay. and a lot of
2: and a lot of these vendors have their own certs too like you got to be certified on my product to use it so why not take these younger younger kids that are looking for the opportunity teach them and then you can plug them into your client like hey i'm going to bring you two people entry level that can maintain this product that's going to you know yeah. Interview them, see if you want them. We have a pool of talented folks to do this work. Sounds for
0: smart, you. I like the idea. Like, I like have product, you get two interns, or whatever, right. Yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> right? But to help you run it,
0: yes, like, exactly. To dedicate,
1: yeah, any way somebody could get experience. I am all for it. JJ says, Black. Thursday hoodie sale. Craig Evans says, all that black, you would make a great rock band. I'm feeling very rock bandish right now with this crew. Craig Evans says, I think employers respect you more for asking about volunteering. Um, Craig is like the master at this. BB how do you advise someone who's overqualified or underqualified or no experience and cannot get a cyber volunteer opportunity?
0: You get one? I think Wait, he was think over or under questions.
1: or no. <laughs> I think she got one. Um, well, go ahead. Who wants to answer? No,
2: no, we're fine. Keep going.
1: Okay. Tyrone, the dumbest question answered is the one that is not asked. I agree with that. All right. Let's go down here. And I know we got to wrap soon today. Um, HR only knows how to say no. That is why you step over or around them to the hiring managers. That's right. I think that's shady Layton talking about um, HR, another a fellow HR uh, Aryan like me that we fight with HR all the time. Um, we went through that comment already. Let's go down, 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 down. InfoSecCon is tomorrow. That's where um, Galen is speaking. James wants to know, what do you recommend to shortcut the energy that recruiters take up to get a faster conversation? Oh, that's what um, Latent said. LinkedIn. <laughs> Exactly, straight to the hiring manager, go straight to LinkedIn. I think we got a lot of these. This is the CISO mastermind group. I like that. That's what Danielle says. (laughs) Um, If you align with NICE, applied learning is required. One of the worst things to happen to the IT industry is DOD 8570.1, which pushed DOD search for anyone that had to right click on a mouse. DOD 8140 does exactly what Chris hit upon, requiring individuals to demonstrate their skill sets, sometimes even during an interview. While that is specific to DOD, this trend is starting to be adopted across private sector as well. Shady, David.
2: Well, so Dave is right because we um, the history of our nation and the history of companies in the country is we see what the government's doing and the one thing that they do right when it comes to like security – or you know basic stuff we want to copy that in a private industry and cybersecurity is one of those things where you know um, boards feel like one of the ways to reduce the risk is to be like what's the government doing because if the government's doing it and we do what they're doing then we can't get sued for it the regulators can't come for us because hey we're doing what you're doing we're using your standards these are your government standards <laughs> Right. and so and so david david's absolutely right
1: uh, I think this is Katia. She says, I just talked about this topic today. How do recruiters and HR receive flashy, over the top colored resumes for the tech industry? I haven't seen these. Are you guys seeing
2: Have any? you seen any, Naomi?
1: No, colored resumes? Oh. I haven't seen any of this. I do I have some
0: fancy ones, though. They're very fancy out there.
1: I've seen some fancy stuff. I've seen some, um, you know, kind of infographic type. Um, the only issue, challenge with that is that. If you're applying it's not going to get through the applicant tracking system um but we don't want you i mean obviously we want you to go around the, the applicant tracking system um but i know james has to hop i don't know if we i got five to, more minutes we got five, got five more five minutes. minutes
3: let's go yeah okay, so, five more so on that for the, for the infographic resume i would say that's why you have two resumes one for people and one for systems mm-hmm. so you have <laughs> like uh plain old Jane resume that the applicant tracking system can read because eventually, even if you bypass the hiring manager, they'll be like, okay, now we really need you to still apply and you're just gonna go through hell if you try to submit the infographic resume to the applicant tracking system because they'll make you retype it anyways. Um, So that's why you have two resumes.
1: I think that goes to Naomi's resume conversation that we're gonna have to bump to next week. But Naomi put up a post about resumes and that, you know, everyone has this thing about having a one page resume and recommended two to three pages. And then I chimed in when people chimed in with their different opinions. I chimed in with what I saw. So I think that infographic one kind of because I think someone put up. um, Was it Marissa Mayers? I think her resume, the lady who was the CEO. What was she? CEO of Yahoo? Yahoo,
0: CEO at Yahoo. Yeah.
1: Right. So they put up a little infographic one of her. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, this captures it all, but it kind, of, but it doesn't. You That's
0: know. not fair because she's more famous than her resume. Exactly. Like, you know who she is. And you can Google her. And she has her resume on Google, basically. Like You search for her and you, you can get an idea of who she is. Exactly. Her resume was kind of ridiculous. If you looked at yeah. it, you're it's like, this is not fly." No, no
1: executive is, trust me, no executive is walking around with Did
2: her. she have responsible for the largest data breach in U.S. history? <laughs> Did she have that on her resume?
1: Tony Barnett says, the key to internship is there is little risk to an employer to engage an intern for three to six months on a part-time basis. Hiring a recent grad without experience has a cost risk more, most, firms, most firms avoid. The list of issues is too long to go into. Tony worked at a um, startup um, I, cyber company in the past.
2: I, I agree with that. I think... You know, it's again, we, we kind of go back to that. And I think all of this applies directly to your CV. So, Naomi, I saw your post also about, you know, one page, three pages. I like a one page CV. I do. I like a one page CV um, and and just put two or three lines about what you did, your two or three highlights. And give me one page, one safe trees, safe paper number right
1: digital like trees james the i like green planet no no, no. disagree well if you're under five years experience
0: I right right for junior people yeah definitely what are you going to fill it with like pictures i've had i've had
1: to coach some college students at like like traditional college students right so
0: 21 20 years old they got two-page resumes i'm like look
1: But I think that's where
0: the advice comes from. is from college grads. You only have one page of experience. Don't try to stretch it. But then the farther you get, and after three or five years, you really are hurting yourself by just putting, like, one page. Totally. Justin
1: Jones says, always pull language off of the job posting that aligns to your background, makes it easier on a recruiter to push you through. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, James says he has a 15-year-old son who holds multiple security certifications. What organizations are willing to offer part-time jobs? Do you know who's
2: offering part-time jobs right now? For 15-year-old kids? Yeah, for 15. Risk-takers.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: Hey, just because he's 15 doesn't mean he's any... Yeah,
2: yeah. but the li- there, yeah. there's, yeah. A, there's yeah. a legal liability. There's a legal yeah. liability. Right? Child yeah. labor laws
3: and all sorts
0: Child of stuff. Child labor, <laughs> you're <laughs> right. I don't know what age that's... Hey,
2: um, Chris, when was the last time you went to McDonald's, man? Or Chick Fil A or Burger King, like that's like <laughs> child labor law right there, man.
3: That's child labor central. I, I, I think um, at, at fourteen, it would be 14. At, at, at fourteen you can only work, I think, like eight hours, um, and then at sixteen mm. you can work up to twenty something hours. At least in California, ten years ago or twenty years ago when I was working, but there th- you do have to be very careful with the number of hours that they work, um, especially. If you're yeah.
1: It's a good point. It's a challenge. Yeah. I work with this high school, Marshall High School, over here, and it's one of the challenges around internship, trying to get high school students internships, and all of that. Um, it's definitely a liability. Mm.
2: But that's why if you like partner with your vendors and you create an online place for people to go and get credit and show you their skills, and you're able to review it and mentor them, and um, that'll help them get recognized within the community to get a job that helps i mean at the end of the day vendors need people we need people everyone needs people so let's combine those efforts and do something easier than just a traditional you know let's find non-traditional ways to solve traditional problems
1: mm-hmm. agreed 100 danielle wants to talk about paid versus unpaid internships for next week we will think we will bring that up <laughs> Look at the face. When, when James's face states. does that, that means it's a topic for discussion. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> this has been fun, always I, engaging. Go ahead, I, don't, I don't
2: think anyone should work for free. That's true. It's I don't really think legal. anyone should work for free.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I have to agree with you on that. They should get paid. Everybody should get paid. Period.
2: I mean, get paid something, right? Yep. Get paid something. Yep. Like talking like, about it. You know, like free like like something. Like yeah. ah. just
0: just like interviews. Like don't ask business questions. I, you're just trying to give free advice. Trying to, to give free, <laughs> free advice. All right, right, folks, we have to wrap. This is always, always
1: fun. Are we doing another CISO Thursdays next week? Yeah. Are we turning this yeah, into a weekly thing? The yeah. people are we giving the people what they want? <laughs> so so are you
2: ready for this
1: are you ready for this next thursday 11 eastern same time same place thank you everybody uh for being here thank you our infamous CISOs, chris full my brother from another mother and all of you awesome awesome guests that come in i mean in um our our community yeah bye everybody
2: see y'all